With South Carolina's fall camp starting a week from today, it's time to get into some position previews. Part one will be taking place today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecocks sports teams. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Lyon, and I have got a jam-packed show for all of you here today. As I mentioned in the cold opening, today is going to start my position previews for the South Carolina Gamecock football team heading into fall camp, which starts this next Tuesday. On today's show, I'm going to give y'all a preview into the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver room, and the majority of the players who could contribute for the Gamecocks on the field this upcoming season. I'm also going to talk about a priority 2023 four-star target who has announced their commitment date with their commitment taking place just within the next week. Who is this prospect I'm talking about? And at the very end of today's show, I'm going to have some information to give to all of you regarding a scholarship fund that has been started in honor of the late, great, former Gamecock quarterback, Phil Petty. I'll be going into all that and more on today's show. But before I get started, I do want to give you a little bit of an update on the audio quality. I know that the audio has been very choppy on a lot of the recent shows that I have done. And once again, I do want to apologize for that, but I do have some new information to give y'all real quick. I have found out that there has been an issue going on with the website where I store all of my shows in which I can then download the files in order to be able to edit and everything. Apparently, this has been an issue on their end, and a lot of my colleagues have been dealing with the same problems with some of their shows as well. So, while I'm still going to try to find some workarounds in order to make the audio quality better, I'm pretty much am going to be having to wait and see when this issue could be resolved. Again, I do apologize for everything that has taken place recently, but I just wanted to let you all know that is what is going on with the audio quality. Hopefully this issue will be solved sooner rather than later. But with all that being said, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily. All right, so let's go ahead and get on right into it with the position previews heading into fall camp, starting off with the quarterback position. And the way I'm going to do these position previews is I'm pretty much going to break it down in terms of projected impact. So I'll go basically from starters to backup slash rotational players to a couple guys who are recognizable names on the roster but probably won't see the field as much this upcoming football season. So with quarterback, I'll start off with a projected starter in Spencer Rattler. Rattler, of course, is a transfer quarterback from Oklahoma who in two seasons of action with the Sooners started 17 games, completing 70.1% of his throws for 4,595 passing yards and 40 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. He helped to lead the Sooners to a Big 12 championship in the 2020 COVID-shortened season and, of course, was benched halfway through this past season 
for former five-star quarterback Caleb Williams after going through some struggles in a couple games in the first half of last season. Transferred over to South Carolina is going to be looking to sort of rewrite the story that is being written about him as a college football quarterback. The backup is expected to be Luke Doty, who in two seasons has played 14 games, starting six of them, has completed 60.3% of his passes for 1,380 passing yards, seven touchdowns, and six interceptions, while rushing for an additional 110 yards. Now, if you talk to people outside of South Carolina's fan base, and even some people inside South Carolina's fan base, some people believe that Luke Doty is just not going to be that guy who can lead an SEC program as a solid starting quarterback at the collegiate level. But I do have to say, Doty has yet to be put in a good enough situation whether it is the players surrounding him or maybe even the coaching as well. As he started three games in 2020 as a true freshman in a COVID pandemic season, unlike anything we've ever seen, with an interim head coach in Mike Bobo after Will Muschamp was fired, of course, for poor performance after the Ole Miss game. And then last year, Doty played with a broken bone in his right foot in four games and was never really 100%. Plus, he was in his second offense in just the two years he has been here. So not really fair to really say that Luke Doty cannot be the man at starting quarterback just yet. But this year I'll have the luxury of being able to sit behind Spencer Rattler and sort of see how he handles being a starting quarterback for the Gamecocks this next season. Now, in regards to the rest of the quarterback room, Colton Gather is the next guy. He is a redshirt freshman who completed only one pass for 19 yards against Eastern Illinois last season, and he was rated the 42nd best quarterback in the 2021 class according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. Now, Colton has a lot of arm talent, but he's only been here for one season, so we haven't really gotten to see a big enough sample size of what he can do just yet, but admittedly, Colton didn't have a very good performance in the Garden Black Spring game back in April. And it seems like based on his performance, he has a long ways to go in terms of decision-making and also going through his progressions as he threw two interceptions in that game, including one on the last drive where he could have potentially led his team to a tie in the spring game. Braden Davis is the next quarterback I'm going to discuss real quick. Now, Davis was an early enrollee true freshman who was rated the 27th best quarterback in the country for the 2022 recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. And in the spring game, although he played sparsely, Davis played like he was an upperclassman. He made really good decisions with the football. He threw a really nice tight spiral, and he went through his progressions very well on each passing play he had and had one of the better passes on the night to tight end Travion Keenan for around a, I want to say, 25 to 30-yard touchdown score. So while, again, he didn't have too many passing plays called for him when he was in there, Davis showed a lot of promise for a kid who just enrolled in the program back in January. And another true freshman coming into this next season is Tanner Bailey, who arrived for summer workouts and was rated as the 15th best quarterback in the 2022 class, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. Now, Bailey played in more of a pistol-type offense for Gordo High School in Alabama, with the best part of his game by far being his accuracy and being able to drop the ball in the bucket, so to speak, basically being able to spot the ball perfectly in the intermediate to deep ranges of the field. 
Bailey has sort of become admittedly a forgotten man in this quarterback room with the guys that played in the spring and, of course, getting Dante Reader for the 2024 class. Bailey has sort of been pushed off to the side in Gamecock fans' minds, but I'm going to warn you right now, do not sleep on Tanner Bailey. I'm not going to say he's going to come out here and be the starter halfway through this season. Admittedly, if that's the case, then some things have really gone awry for this team, but my point is Bailey has a lot of potential as a future starter in the SEC. And then the last quarterback I'm going to discuss real quickly is Jalen Daniels, a true frosh who was coming in as a preferred walk-on out of Lincoln High School in San Diego, California. Now, Daniels was rated by 24-7 Sports as the 87th best quarterback in the country for his class and also happens to have a relationship with QB Spencer Rattler from working in Mike Giovando's quarterback camps in Arizona, the same camps that Spencer Rattler participated in from the time he was a young kid all the way through high school. Now, Daniels won't be expected, of course, to do anything this season, but Daniels is someone who could earn a scholarship not long into his career at South Carolina. He's got a massive frame standing at around six foot five, 220 pounds, according to his 24-7 sports profile, and his best area of the field is by far the intermediate passing game, which is about 10 to 25 yards down the field, the way I quantify it. And Daniels, to put it bluntly, has a lot of potential to be a deadly vertical passing quarterback, but he's only played football for four years at this point. So definitely going to be a couple years before Daniels has a chance to see legitimate playing time for the Sacramento Gamecocks. Now, in just a couple of moments, I will start my preview of the running back and wide receiver position groups for the Gamecocks heading into fall camp, who the starters could be, who could be some important rotational pieces, and who are some reserves maybe to keep an eye on heading into this season. But before I do all of that, I do want to remind y'all that from the people who invented Tasty and Healthy comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen to me for a second. They are good for you. They are low in calorie, low in sugar content, and have high amounts of protein. And most importantly, it's all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made also with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. They're the perfect treat when you've got a craving. Maybe you need to satisfy a sweet tooth, or you might need a quick, healthy snack after a workout. Consisting of delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, and creamy marshmallow, Stop fantasizing and get to Belt.com to order your box of Coconut Brownie Chunk Belt Puffs now. And if you're looking to save some money, we've got you covered there as well. When you go to Belt.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Belt.com. Go right now while the offer lasts. All right, so now let's get into the running back room. So, the projected starter, in my opinion, out of the running back group is going to be Marshawn Lloyd. In the 2021 season, Lloyd had 64 carries for 228 rushing yards and one touchdown, coming off of an ACL tear that he suffered in fall camp heading into the 2020 COVID-shortened season. Lloyd was a five-star prospect in the 2020 recruiting class 
who is now the healthiest he's been in two years and looked like he was his old self in the spring game, showing a lot of explosiveness, some nasty spin moves, and some agility that helped to get him some extra yards. And in my opinion, Marshawn Lloyd is ready to be the starting running back for this Gamecock football team. Now, some rotational pieces that we could also see out of this running back room. Christian Beal Smith, a graduate transfer running back from Lake Forest, who in his career has had 391 carries for 1,871 rushing yards and 14 career rushing touchdowns. Beal Smith could be considered 1B to Lloyd being 1A per se in the running back room, but nonetheless, he is the seasoned vet out of this main group and through his time in the Warren Ruggiero offense at Wake Forest, became a very savvy runner who learned how to be patient and waiting for gaps to open up. He also doesn't go down easily against would-be tacklers, especially if it is an arm tackle attempt. And then another rotational piece in this running back room is Juju McDowell, who has a true frosh in 2021, had 52 carries for 248 yards and two touchdowns. Juju, to put it bluntly, is a lightning rod out of this group. And if you believe in the idea that speed kills, well, Juju McDowell is the perfect running back to fit that slogan. Now, he probably won't ever be an every-down type of back, but Juju does so much in terms of his change of pace and the ability to score on any given play that, in my opinion, he could be termed as the most dangerous running back in the entire room. Now, when looking at some of the rest of the running backs in this group, I'll start off with Dante Miller. Dante Miller is a preferred walk-on graduate transfer out of Columbia University, who last season rushed for 814 yards in the 10 games he played. He only started four of these games, by the way, scoring four rushing touchdowns and racking up 12 rushes of 20-plus yards, accounting for 8% of his carries. Now, Dante's basically Juju McDowell's football twin. His nickname's even Little Turbo. He's dangerous on the edges. He's a solid pass catcher out of the backfield. And he's a guy who is probably faster than every defender on the field that he's ever run into. It's been rumored that Dante Miller has been tied before at 4.25 seconds in the 40-yard dash. To put it bluntly, it's very rare that you see football players running a 4.3 40-yard dash. Seeing 4.25, that is literally track speed. That is world-class speed right there. Something you're not going to see often from a football player. And Dante might not be one of the top guys in terms of carries this next season, but he is definitely going to see some snaps, and he's going to get opportunities to show what he can do this next season. Now, another running back to keep an eye on is Rashad Amos. Now, Amos had 18 carries for 99 rushing yards back in the 2020 COVID-shortened season. And as a running back who does rely more on his ball carrier vision, more so than maybe sheer power or speed. But he has shown flashes of being a viable option to go out for a couple of plays with little drop-off in terms of production from the running back position. We've also got Love C.A. Carroll, a redshirt freshman who was a cornerback for Georgia this past season, But transferred to the Gamecocks in the offseason and coming out of high school was rated the 8th best running back in the country for the 2021 class according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. Carroll has the frame of Beal Smith being more of a taller and lean running back but also possesses solid speed to go with that frame, making him a viable option to go out and again, give guys a breather kind of like Rashad Amos or even go out there for passing downs in year one as a college running back. We'll definitely be interested to see what Love C.A. Carroll could do. 
And then DJ Twitty could be sort of a wild card contributor out of this running back room. Now, he played sparsely in his four seasons at East Tennessee State University before transferring to the Gamecocks this past offseason. But DJ Twitty, if you watch the spring game, brings a lot of size and power to the running back room. He basically is the bowling ball of this running back group. And he could be a solid short yardage back in, say, a jumbo package. And he showed off his strength again in the spring game to a very high degree. I definitely think that there's going to be some type of role for DJ Twitty in this offense. All right, now let's break down the wide receiver group real quick. Now, I kind of changed up the way that I divided up the players for the wide receiver group because there's some uncertainty as to who's going to start and who's maybe going to be rotational guys. I kind of divided up into surefire starters, the potential stars slash rotational players, and then the rest is the same. So there's two guys that I think are surefire starters, and I'll start out with Josh Van. Now, Josh Van had a career year in 2021 after he caught 43 passes for 679 receiving yards and five touchdowns. He's coming back as a super senior and looks to be the number one guy out of the wide receiver room for South Carolina this upcoming season. The other guy who I think will be a surefire starter is Antoine Wells Jr. He's a transfer, of course, from James Madison, who was an FCS second-team All-American this past season and earned first-team All-CAA honors in 2021 as well. Wells had 83 catches for 1,250 receiving yards and 15 touchdowns for an average of 15.1 yards per reception this past season. Some incredible marks put up by the former James Madison wideout. And some people admittedly are a little bit hesitant to put Wells down as a surefire starter, but I'm not one of those people. I think that looking back at his film from this past season and watching what he did in the spring game, Antoine Wells is just a flat-out ball player. He has very few weaknesses in his game and is maybe not necessarily great in any particular area, but he's good to very good in a variety of different areas and traits as a wide receiver. Things such as route running, going up to get the ball against a defender, his release off the line of scrimmage, and other skills as well. Now, when looking at some potential starters slash rotational pieces, I'll start off with Dakaron Joyner, a redshirt senior who saw time as a receiver and a quarterback last year, including an MVP performance in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. In 13 games, Joyner had 24 catches for 221 yards and a touchdown, as a wide receiver, with him potentially splitting time between both positions this next season, he might be used a little bit more methodically at wide receiver, but of course, we'll probably find out more in fall camp. The next receiver I'm going to talk about real quick is Corey Rucker. Now, Rucker's a transfer wide receiver out of Arkansas State who had 75 receptions for 1,269 receiving yards and 14 touchdowns in his two seasons playing for the Red Wolves. He's a guy who can play either the slot position or or on the outside near the sidelines. And he is someone who brings speed to the receiver room. If Joyner gets more time at quarterback, I believe that would give Corey Rucker the inside track to sort of slowly progress his way into that starting role during the 2022 football season, battling it out along with another receiver in Amari and Brown and potentially Joyner if Joyner still spends the majority of his time at wide receiver. Now, Speaking of Marion Brown, he's the next guy I'm going to talk about real quick. Amari Brown's a senior who transferred to South Carolina during the 2020 offseason, and he caught 11 passes for 104 receiving yards and no touchdowns last season, which admittedly was widely viewed as disappointing by the fans. 
However, I feel like that Amari Brown was used more as a gimmick-type wideout last season and really wasn't able or allowed to showcase everything he could do. With the second year in Satterfield's offense, the speedster wide receiver will hopefully have a chance to better showcase his skills this upcoming season, especially in the slot position. Another receiver I'm going to talk about real quick is Xavier Leggett, who is another senior that admittedly hasn't made a massive impact up to this point in his career. As Leggett has 24 career receptions, four 256 receiving yards, and two touchdowns to his name at this point. Leggett, however, is someone who was brought up by multiple coaches and teammates as someone who has had a fire lit under him since this past offseason strength and conditioning programming and wants to be able to make a big impact and go out with a bang his senior year. Leggett showed this in the spring game, and it definitely looked like that he added on some muscle. But again, we'll have to wait and see how things play out once fall camp begins and when the season gets underway. Jalen Brooks is another wide receiver that could factor into the receiver rotation. Brooks does come back as a super senior after having started six games in 2021, catching 14 passes for 181 receiving yards and one touchdown. Brooks, however, would leave the team after the first six games for personal reasons, and he didn't come back to the team until this summer. Now, it's great to see that Jalen Brooks seems to be in a better position in his personal life, as obviously that is far more important than the game of football. But I do have to admit, with the amount of time that Jalen Brooks has been away from the team and the additions that have been made to the receiver room this offseason, we do have to wonder what kind of role Brooks is going to play in the rotation this next season. Now, talking about a couple of other guys who sort of fill out the wide receiver room as potentially meaningful contributors. I'll start off with Omega Blake. Omega Blake is a redshirt freshman who last season had one carry for negative nine yards and was on the scout team for the majority of the season. Now, Blake is one of the bigger wide receivers on the team and is viewed as someone who has the potential to help this team out, especially as a potential run blocker on the edge. But as the spring game showed, Blake does need to show more consistency in this area and a couple of other areas if he does want to get more playing time. Another receiver who could potentially play some snaps this year is true freshman Landon Sampson, who was rated by 24-7 Sports Composite as a four-star and the 61st best wide receiver in the country for the 2022 class. He is a kid who showed great release, great route running, and great speed in his time at Texas High School Powerhouse, South Lake Carroll was even the number one target of current Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers when he was there. Sampson, in my opinion, has all SEC type potential, but with the amount of upperclassmen on the roster this season, he might have a hard time seeing a whole lot of playing time on the field in year one. And then the last receiver I'll mention real quick is Peyton Mangrum, who as a redshirt sophomore played in all 13 games last season, mainly on special teams, but did catch a 44-yard touchdown pass against Tennessee on a special teams trick play. Mangrum has showed flashes at certain points in his career, but more than likely will be a reserve this season with the amount of receivers that have been added and are coming back to the team for the 2022 season. All right, so that does it for part one of my position previews for the South Carolina football team heading into fall camp. Part two will be tomorrow, Wednesday morning in the next show. But to and today's show, I do want to talk about a quick recruiting update and, of course, discuss some information regarding Phil Petty's scholarship fund that has been announced recently. So I'll start off with the recruiting update. Four-star interior offensive lineman Marquis Anderson out of Dorman High School in Roebuck, South Carolina, has officially announced that he 
will be committing this coming Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time that afternoon. His final four heading into his announcement is Clemson, North Carolina, LSU, and South Carolina. Now, I did tweet out my thoughts on this announcement yesterday afternoon, but if you didn't see that, I'll just go ahead and reiterate it real quick. I think that this is a South Carolina-North Carolina recruiting battle here, and while I've personally been confident for the longest time that Mark Anderson would wind up at Gamecock at the end of the day, from the stuff that I've been reading recently, I do have some reason to believe that North Carolina could be a much bigger contender here all the way up to the end, more so than I originally thought. This one could actually indeed end up coming down to the wire. It would be a big blow for South Carolina if they were to lose out on this recruiting battle after they've been leading for Anderson for so long up to this point. Now, obviously, I don't have really a whole lot of concrete information to go off of, but I'm going to probably hope to try to be able to talk to our recruiting insider, John Garcia Jr., later this week, and I will definitely be sure to ask him about Marquis Anderson so that y'all can maybe have some more clarity on where things currently stand in that recruitment. And then the last little bit that I want to talk about on today's show relates to Phil Petty's scholarship fund. Now, if you just did not see any of the news from this past week, Former Gamecock quarterback Phil Petty did pass away, unfortunately, at the young age of 43 this past Thursday, leaving behind a wife in Morgan and two children in Sage and McCoy. Now, his wife, Morgan Petty, just recently did announce that in Phil Petty's honor, the family was going to be starting the Phil Petty Scholarship Fund, which that scholarship is going to go to future Gamecock football players who embodied the Gamecock spirit that Phil Petty did during his time at South Carolina. The University of South Carolina is accepting donations from anyone who wants to and is financially able to help fund this scholarship. So I want to tell you, if you would like to donate to the scholarship fund, and you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to have a picture of what the webpage will look like. But for those of you listening on audio podcasts, I'll say it verbally. If you want to donate to the scholarship fund, Be sure to go to donate.sc.edu and type Phil Petty Football Scholarship in the search bar, which you'll find a little ways down in the middle of the screen, and that will lead you to the scholarships donation page. Here's the page for those of you watching this on YouTube, and I'll repeat everything real quickly again. If you would like to donate to the Phil Petty Scholarship Fund, go to donate.sc.edu and type Phil Petty Football Scholarship in the search bar a little ways down in the middle of the page, which will lead you to the scholarships donation page where you can gift a customizable amount of money to the Phil Petty Football Scholarship. And you can also choose to make it either a one-time gift or a monthly gift if you choose to do so. So I just wanted to bring that up to finish off today's show because, again, obviously the Petty family has been through a lot recently. And, of course, Gamecock Nation is still in mourning over the loss of a beloved son in Phil Petty and someone who really helped to revitalize the Gamecock football program when he played for Lou Holtz from 1998 to 2001. So again, not going to try to pressure y'all into doing it. Obviously, you know, I know everybody has different financial situations that they are in, but if you do want to find another way to be able to help out the Petty family and also, you know, subsequently help future Gamecock football players, you can feel free to visit donate.sc.edu and look at the Phil Petty Scholarship Fund where you can donate to the fund directly. So, But with that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for today's show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed it as always. How do you feel about where South Carolina currently stands at the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position? 
And how do you feel about South Carolina's chances with Marquis Anderson, who will be announcing his commitment this coming Sunday? I do want to hear your thoughts down below in the comments section if you are watching this on YouTube. But if you're listening to this on audio podcast, wherever you get your podcast daily, you can also feel free to shoot me a message at a line underscore SC. And I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have as quickly as I see them. And if you've enjoyed the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast and you want to get more out of the entire SEC conference, then make Lockdown SEC your second listen every day, where host Chris Gordy and the local experts of Lockdown take you across the SEC in just 30 minutes. So again, make Lockdown SEC your second listen, of course, after the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. But with that being said, y'all, again, that's going to do it for me on today's show. Hope you all have a great rest of your Tuesday. And I'll catch y'all in the next show of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast.